0: Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and, most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock-A-Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner.
1: Hey, welcome back. It's Lisa. Today's topic is going to be truancy. Fun stuff. Um... It is April or May by the time you hear this. I don't know when I'm going to publish it. Um, So by this time of year, kids have often really racked up some absences, depending on your disability. Um. And an IEP is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Much... A couple of years ago, in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is in the county directly north of me, um, Reading is Pennsylvania's fourth-largest city, or at least it used to be. Um, cute little town. Anyway, um, a mom... And not not a wealthy mom, you know, not not by any means, um, single mom, several kids. And I forget the reason for the, the kids being truant, but mom was living in poverty, where the family was living in poverty, and was brought up on truancy charges by the school. And they put her in jail. The judge at the truancy court sent her to jail, and she died. Um, I do not recall the reasons how or why she died in jail, but she died in jail, um, thus leaving some kids orphaned, and since then, you know, for a while, truancy was really kind of on everyone's radar, and um, how truancy courts and truancy policies are very much discriminatory against... The single moms, those living in poverty and so on because of the fines and they can't afford the fines and all that. Um, what's interesting is, first of all, if you, you want to go to your State Department of Ed website and see what the attendance requirements are and what your state defines as truant, how many days and all that. It's either going to be on your State Department of Ed website or look at your school district Website. They should have an attendance policy on there. Um, But what's interesting is that before NCLB, No Child Left Behind, um, schools didn't even really, I mean, I know we all have that image of um, the truant officer from the school from the 1950s, like going out and getting the kids. Um, But until No Child Left Behind, schools were not required to report in, attendance and truant truancy and and all that stuff so it's really a modern day phenomenon as far as actually keeping track of I mean they've always kept track of attendance but really paying attention to this issue um I've been to truancy court with clients several times I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet I've just been there as moral support and to help parents define their issues and help them. Um, I certainly don't represent people in court or anything like that, um, but help them define their issues to the truancy judge. Our truancy court is just held at our local like district courts. It's the same district court judge who hears a lot of other things. Um, but he also he or she also hears truancy charges. I have not found them to be particularly forgiving. Um, I mean, their job is to ensure that kids get to school, and that's what they do. I've seen every client that I've ever had, and when I've seen when I've been there, um, there have been other parents there ahead of us who were not. Clients of mine or who I did not know, but since you're sitting there, you get to listen in. Um, Most of the time they've been given out either fines or extensions. Like you have 30 days, 60 days to turn this around um, and get back on track. Um, But I haven't found them to be particularly forgiving. The underlying message always was, well, you have to get your kids to school. So what do you do if, your child has a lot of medical appointments. Your child has chronic illness and so on. The best advice that I can give is that you have to be proactive about this. Um, get it noted in the IEP. Get it written in your parent concern section. Get it in present levels. Always have a doctor's note for each and every incident. Um, and have a plan, have a plan for the child to get their work. If your child is one who is chronically ill, I would have a plan of, you know, if they are home for X number of days, you know, can a teacher be sent to the, you know, get them moved to homebound and things like that. Um, what you want is you're going to need to have your paper trail and your documentation That you've been trying to solve the problem. That, in my experience, is what saves parents. Um, You want to show that you're trying to be collaborative, that you're being proactive, that you too want your child in school and you're trying, but you just have a lot of roadblocks in your way that are preventing your child from getting to school all the time. Um, I know when Kevin has a lot of specialists to see, I just, and it, it takes a lot of extra phone calls and a lot of extra work, but um, I try to get all of the specialists that I can on one day. Um, and it's a lot. It takes a lot out of me and it takes a lot out of him to to do that cuz we might be down at the children's hospital for, you know, a good 6 or 8 hours and we might have an hour or two in between appointments with not a lot to do. Um but that way he only has to miss one day of school instead of for three appointments instead of 3. Um and I found that most appointment schedulers are Accommodating. When I say to them, "Hey, he's," I I really don't want him to miss this much school. Can we try to work this out? Um, They usually will work with me. Again, get it in the IOP, IOP, IEP, or 504. The these chronic absences and why, and a plan for making up the work. Um, I just learned. I was just with my cousins on Easter. And they do not have any snow days to make up because when they do a snow day um, or when they have a snow day, what they do now is a cyber learning day and they get like all these assignments and they have to do them, you know, on a laptop. And I'm assuming that the school would have to provide a laptop if they're going to create this expectation. But they do a cyber learning day so they don't have any snow days to make up. Um, Those are the types of things you want to ask for. And be creative and be thinking out of the box as far as um you know, can you skype in and listen that day or something um, because I again, I say, well, I can just he, my brain's always moving like and then this happens and then this happens, and I can just see that you ask for. You know, well, if my child's absent a lot, can't they Skype into class? And then the team goes, oh, we can't do that because if we Skype in one kid, then we have to let every kid do it. No, you don't. Um, this child has specific medical needs and conditions that prohibit him or her from attending school regularly. Not every child has that. And you're not going to find a situation where every child has that. Um it's okay to make accommodations when and, and think outside the box when it's warranted. Um, but you, sh- another area that I see or trend, unfortunate trend, is using truancy as retaliation. Um. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know if this would be covered in a Freedom of Information Act or a Right to Know Act request. If you could request from the district how many children or how many families they referred to truancy court and then how many of those children have disabilities. Um, But I've found anecdotally that it's very hit or miss um that there isn't a consistent pattern in schools calling the truancy court on people i do think that most of them have computer generated programs and once you hit x number of absences a letter will automatically be sent home telling you how many absences your child has and that you are in danger of running into, into truancy issues. But as far as who gets referred to truancy court and who doesn't, I haven't seen a lot of consistency. Um, because even with having multiple families as clients within the same district, I've had families whose children had many more absences than another family and yet the family with fewer absences got referred to truancy court if that makes sense you know same district different school buildings but same district um and the child with fewer absences got referred to the truancy court and the other one didn't so again that's an anecdote I don't have the data to support this but there doesn't appear to be a lot of consistency with it. The best thing you can do, be proactive, have your paper trail, have everything that you're going to need to demonstrate that you've been trying to take care of this issue. Um that's really the best you can do. And, you know, um call your state rep and tell them, hey, these are the truancy laws in in, in my state and And I think it's unfair and discriminatory and that certain provisions need to be made for disabled children. Um, I shouldn't or couldn't or won't talk about truancy without doing a quick mention of school refusal, which is kind of a newer phenomenon of kids just absolutely refusing to go to school. It's only... I. I mean, I haven't heard of it until past few years or so. You know, that's that's going to require an FBA and an evaluation to determine the root of the cause. Um, but again, document it and document that you're trying to take care of the problem. That's that's really the best you can do. Um, okay, so that's it on truancy. Hopefully most of you have... Nothing more than a few weeks left of the year anyway. Hopefully you can make it through without too much more, too many more issues. So good luck. Um, keep your paper trail. And that's really the best you can do. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
2: Oh